0: Lord, we're so thankful for you today. Thank you for all you've done for us. For the fact that we can sing hallelujah for the cross. That we can praise you for all you've done, all you ever will do for us. Without you, we'd have no hope under the power of sin. But through you, we have a future. You have a plan, a purpose for us and you will see it to its end. I pray that today as Philip brings your word, you would just give him the words to say that we may be attentive to what you have for us, that we may learn and grow from it, apply it to our lives, and use it to be drawn close to you. It's in your name, pray. Amen.
1: Well, good morning. My name is Philip Brand, and uh, I'm the pastor here, and if you're visiting for the first time, if you're not, um, I'm going to change my name here shortly, I guess, that's what I'm going to do. Hope everybody's doing all right. Are you enjoying the weather? Yeah? It's going to be 73, 74 degrees today, which is which is pretty good. If you could leave these here, I'll use them during the sermon. Is there a way to make my voice go, ah, like echo or something? That'd be awesome. That's how you yeah. do it. Mm. But then I'd have to put on white makeup, black, and have a longer tongue.
0: Get you some helium. You just little tube right here. Ah.
1: Yeah, could do that. Yeah. I appreciate that, Jonathan. Um, yeah. Thank you for your expertise there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope everybody's doing all right. And uh, it's been quite the week, but I'm glad you're in church. That said, let's uh, turn in our Bibles to Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. We are starting a series called All Things. And if I was to ask, I'm pretty sure that most people would think that this is um, the number one verse in Scripture about all things because we quote it a lot. So Philippians chapter 4, verse 13 is where we'll be reading. In fact, most of you know this, know this, by, know this by heart more than likely. Um, So here we go. It says this, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Now, we often say this little term, all means all, and that's all that all means, right? However, I'll, I'll tell you this, that isn't what all always means. All can mean something different depending on context, So all is not always all. And here, sometimes I think we get the wrong concept of what all things in this passage means. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. For instance, there's a couple of things that I cannot do. Okay? I cannot do. First, I cannot wake up one day and decide I'm going to be a woman. Like You can laugh. That's fine. Don't worry about it. I can't do that. I'm made differently. My mind is different. My body's different. I'm not going to tell you how, but it's just different. Okay? So I cannot wake up one day and say, I can do all things through Christ. So today, I'm going to be a woman. I can't do that. can't do that. It's not possible for me to do that. Another thing I can't do, I can't make myself president. As much as I might think that I could do a better job to the people that are up there right now, I cannot make myself president. Now, that's a, a really a statement because we could go into how that's not the best thing for the country, for me to be the president and all that kind of stuff. But I can't walk into this moment and say, I don't care what you say, Biden, and I don't care what you say, Trump. I'm the president of the United States of America right now because I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. That is not what this verse means. I cannot say that I'm going to be the president and then go up there and ring the front doorbell in the White House, obviously I've never been there, and say, hi, I'm here to move in. My family's with me. We have the U-Haul out back. Uh, Let's get this thing started. I can't do that. I can't do all things. Um, I retired from my golf career about 15 years ago. I retired. I just decided it was time to retire. Um, The thing with me is I'm very consistent in golfing. Um, I can... I can hit the ball the same way no matter where I am on the field. And just by the term field, you know that I'm not a good golfer. <laughs> okay? So I can swing a ball, and it hardly ever goes up in the air. And people have tried to train me. My, my father-in-law, bless his heart, has tried to tra- train me how to, how to drive, how to hit it up in the air. I just can't do it. What I do is worm burners. So basically, I putt the whole course. <laughs> it's what I do. It's just a little harder at the front end than it is at the, at the back end. Now, what I can do is I can, in the sand traps, I can actually do that really well. I don't know what it is about it that makes me do that really well. Probably it's off kilter, and my game's already off kilter, so it kind of just fits in. So if you're in a sand trap and... Tch- I can pop it right up there on the green and sometimes even make it into the hole. But that is the only thing I can do in golf. So I retired 15 years ago because worm burners, right, and putter, it just doesn't go so well. So the PGA Tour, if they were to call me on the phone, is not going to be calling me to be a part of their next championship. They're not going to say, hey, come on out and let's see if you make the cut. And even if they do, I would be on the phone saying, I will not make the cut. I'll not make the cut. It do you have a worm problem? Because I could take care of that for you. But, but I'm not going to be able to make the cut. So the PGA Tour is not going to be able to do that. Um, look at me. I, I'm not a good football player. I tried to throw a football the other, just yesterday to Ezra sink. And it didn't even spiral. It's more like a through the air. It just, I'm just not... Not a good football player. So I don't know. I don't know who's the worst. I don't even watch NFL anymore. But whoever's the worst one, let's just say the Carolina Panthers wouldn't pick me up. Right? Oh, come on. That's funny. Aren't they like ranked 23rd? Okay. Okay. Well, we have Panther fans in the house. Now, I have a friend of mine that... um, I went to high school with, he did not know me that well because he was athletic and he was two years younger than me, but I know his wife really well. And this guy actually played with the Chicago Bulls with Michael Jordan. And so he was basically a bench warmer for the Chicago Bulls with Michael Jordan. I don't even have the talent to play basketball to be a bench warmer on any basketball team, much less, are you Are you tracking? I cannot do all things through Christ that strengthens me. In fact, I think sometimes people get these dreams of things that they could do and they keep failing, they keep failing and they can't get to it. It's because they're not designed to do that particular dream. And so what they need to do is get a new dream. And go after something they can do instead of trying to be something they're not. And so you can't do all things through Christ that strengthens me in an all things sort of way. That is is not what this particular verse actually means. It means something different. So let's just look at some some Greek words real quick. And I want you to stay with me with this, okay? So here's the first one. This is iskuo. Say that to your neighbor, iskuo. And you say gonzuntite. Yeah, that's bad. Okay, eskua. It's a Greek joke. Eskua means I have strength. I am strong. I am physically able. I am physically healthy. I can, okay? I'm physically able. I I have the strength that I need. I'm ready to go. I'm just ready to go. I can do it. That's what eskua means. Now, here's the next one. And I'm not going to say this whole uh, Greek word, but this is basically dunamis. Um, if you notice the thing that looks like a D right here all the way to the M, the, um, that's Dunamas. It just has a different pre, anyway, it doesn't matter. Dunamas. Dunamis is power. Now, this is different than eskua, which I have strength. Dunamis is power like a stick of dynamite. In fact, it's where we get the word dynamite. Inside a stick of dynamite, it already has the power to create an explosion. It's already there. You just light like the fuse. Are you tracking? So where one is I have the strength, it's saying I have the strength because I'm plugged into this dunamis, this other power. I have another power source that makes me healthy, that makes me able, that makes me capable of doing whatever these all things are. I have this power source. And so dynamite has a power source with inside of it. My strength comes from whatever I'm basically plugged into. So what are these all things? Because the whole verse says, Pentateuch, which is all things, I have the strength in the one, two is the one, that gives me power is what that word right there means. And the one that gives us power is Christ. Okay, so, so what are these all things that I have the strength for that if I'm plugged into Christ, I can accomplish, I can endure, I can get through? What are these all things? If it's not being the president, if it's not PGA Tour, if it's not being a great athlete, if it's not, if it's not, what is it exactly? Look at verse 11. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low. And I know how to abound. And in every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. This is what this means. Whatever circumstances faces you on any given day, if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have the strength to face that circumstance. And it's your strength that is plugged into Jesus Christ that gives you the strength to face that circumstance. If you're abounding, yes, you abound being plugged into the power of Jesus Christ. If you're brought low, you get through that low time with confidence and with contentment being plugged in to the Lord Jesus Christ. It is that power. So world, bring it on is what a Christian should say. Whatever faces me in the next hour, whatever faces me tomorrow, whatever faces me in the next month, I have all the strength I need to get through those circumstances because my strength is plugged into Christ and he is the one that strengthens me and enables me to get through my circumstances. Aren't you glad that you're not alone? I am glad that I'm not alone alone. I'm glad that I have a confidence and a friend of mine that has the power of the universe at his disposal and has made that same power at my disposal to get me through my particular circumstance. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. So that is all things. Now, verse 11 says, for I have learned. So this isn't something that came natural for Paul. Um, That Greek word for for learned is metheon. It's it's a word um, that means an entrance into a new condition. So I've learned how to get out of this old condition where my power source was plugged into something else. And I have learned how to live in a new condition, leaving that behind. And I've learned how to plug myself into a better power source. That's what that means. I've learned how... To do that, recently, like Friday recently, I purchased not a drill, an impact drill. Sorry. Obviously... I can't do all things through Christ who strengthens me and probably should leave tools at home. But nonetheless, I bought this impact drill. So this is how this how this conversation started in my house. So Nicole was here, and I said, I'm thinking about getting an impact drill because there's some stuff I need to do on the playground. And I know I'm going to need one because Aaron has told me that I probably need one for some of the stuff there, right? So Nicole says, will you ever use it again in the future? And I looked at her with like, I don't know. I just know I need this to get bolts out. That's all I know. And I'm asking you because if if either one of us is going to use it in the future, it's going to be you. And I'm securing my manhood to say that. You're going to be the one. Quinn's going to be the one. So if you can see a future use of an impact drill, we need to purchase one so that I can do some stuff here and not have to borrow one. So she said, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we will use that in the future, and if not, Quinn will, blah, 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 blah. So I bought this impact drill. It was, it was an amazing thing. So we, so we went out there, and I plugged, you don't plug it in. It has a power thing, and you just stick it in the, the bolt, and the bolt comes out, and the bolt goes in. And what the guy, yeah, you know I don't know anything about this. <laughs> so, so the guy at Lowe's says, um, I, I said, well, what's the difference between this and a drill? And he said it hammers. And I looked at him like it, it. This is a drill. I'm not looking for a hammer. Like I'm, I'm thinking, like, what is going on here? So he said, no. He said, so what is the difference? It hammers. And after he said it about three times, almost like I was speaking a f- foreign language, he got louder each time. Um, I said, oh, it hammers. It, it does this to get, get it in. I guess it's some type of quick movement or something. Anyway. The point of this, okay, is that my normal drill that I have that I do know how to use and I know what that does, I did not have the power that I needed to take care of the situation that I was going to encounter on the playground when I was working on it. I was not going to be able to remove a bolt with my drill as effectively as if I had an impact drill. Is everybody tracking so I learned that I needed that, and I made a change. The first lesson was with Aaron. He told me what I needed. Don't use a drill. It will not work. Great. What will work? An impact drill. And then I asked my wife about it, and then my wife picked out the impact drill that we should get. I went to the store. I bought it. I'm securing my manhood. It's just not my thing. So I bought this thing, and it worked beautifully. On the playground, I had the tool that I need. I had the power that I need to make it through that particular circumstance. You see, the reason you and I sometimes don't make it through our circumstances effectively is because we're using the wrong tool. We're plugged into the wrong power source. We don't have enough power to get through it. If you're plugged into Jesus, you have unlimited power. But many times we plug into something else, and it's those things that we plug into that we really need to leave behind and step into faith in Jesus Christ, that he has the power to give us stability. He has the power to make us content. He has the power to get us through. So we need to leave the tools, that, the stuff that doesn't work to get us through circumstances here and walk out on them and step into Christ, which is so much better for So what are some of the things that we need to walk out on? Like when we are having a tough time, when when life's going well, we've all been hurt, we've all had circumstances. I mean, what in the world do we need to leave behind in order to plug into the power source that we need? Well, first thing we need to leave behind is our thoughts. Our thoughts. That's kind of odd, isn't it? Our thoughts. What do you mean you, you need to leave behind your thoughts? Well, thoughts have a tendency to make us plug into ourselves and what we think about the world and our own wisdom. That's what thoughts often make us do. We often have thoughts that aren't true, but we believe them to be true. For instance, here's a thought that people have when they're going through a circumstance and it's really bad. They have this thought, everybody is against me. Have you ever heard that? everybody is against me and so we we're going through the circumstance i can't just i can't get through this circumstance i feel weak i feel powerless everybody is against me and the everybody is not just everybody in the world we're also including god is against me as well because he's not helping me get through this circumstance i've prayed and i've prayed and i've prayed and these people are still battling me. They're still hitting my heart. They're still, they're still hitting me, hitting me, hitting me. And God doesn't even care. God doesn't even care. He's not even moving. So everybody's against me, including God. And we, And we tap into that fatalistic plug that drains us of our life. And the more we do it, the more we seclude ourselves, the more we get alone because before too long we're trying to get to where um, we are safe from all these people that are attacking us. So we plug into the wrong source. I'm here to tell you, you need to leave the thought behind that God is against you. He has never been against you. He proved that 2,000 years ago when he gave his life so that you would have life. He loves you. And in your circumstance, don't let that circumstance get you to unplug from the thing that would get you through it. Plug in, oh, uh, Unplug- and plug into something else, like these thoughts that we have, these weird thoughts that we have that doesn't help us out. So some of us need to leave our thoughts behind. Everybody's against us. I'm not strong enough. I'm too weak. I'm not worth it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. If you are starting your thought processes with I'm not, you're plugged into another f- power source that is fatal. You need to leave that thought process behind and plug into Jesus Christ because Christ is saying you can make it. You do have the power. You can get through it. Yeah, you can. What's the second thing? Avoidance. Avoidance. What we like to avoid is we like to avoid pain, right? So what happens is a circumstance comes in over here and it's kind of painful. So we back up and we say, okay, this is really painful. So, so let me figure out how to get rid of the pain. I, I don't wanna engage the pain. I don't wanna make the pain worse. I, I feel the pain in my heart. So how can I avoid the pain? And so in our minds, we begin to work out, well, we can go this way to avoid it. We can do this way. We can get these people out of our lives. We can get this situation out of our lives and we can just try to avoid avoid whatever it is, whatever circumstance it is. But what we find out is the more we try to avoid, the more that circumstance continues to box us in. It's almost like a chess match or a checkers match, and it just keeps jumping us, and we get weaker and weaker and weaker, and it gets to the place where we feel like we just can't win because we're plugged into this thing of, I can avoid my situation. I can make my situation better if I avoid this painful thing. So we box ourselves in Jesus Christ says I've sent circumstances in your life both to abound and not to abound so that you will grow in your faith and so when a bad circumstance comes in he wants you to plug in him through faith you see this over here isn't faith when we're trying to avoid and we're trying to we're trying to make sure we don't have that painful conversation that we need to have right in order to get to a better day We don't want to endure that pain. Um, Over here, Jesus is saying, you need to plug into me because pain is part of the process. Have you ever heard the phrase, um, have you ever heard the phrase, you've killed the spirit? Have you ever heard that phrase before? You killed the spirit? You've ruined the spirit for me? And what they mean is the Holy Spirit because Christians have this addiction that the Holy Spirit is always ha, right? And always, whoo, kumbaya, my Lord. You know, it's, it's just like an, a great little, we're supposed to have fuzzy feelings and it's supposed to be great. And if we don't have those fuzzy feelings, the Spirit isn't working. Like that, that seems to be the mathematical equation. That is a wrong mathematical equation. The Spirit is just as powerful in your life during the warm fuzzy moments where you're really excited as he is strengthening you through the trial that you're going through. He can give you a contentment and a satisfaction through a trial you're going through and you can feel his power enabling you to make it through that bad moment when you're plugged into Jesus Christ. See the Holy Spirit isn't just about Ooh, warm and fuzzies. There's some times that we all through my ministry it's 20 some years, I can't even remember now because I'm that old. But um, we, I've always had these little meetings after like a, a major thing that we do at a church. And it's just like, okay, five minutes after, get in a huddle, and you say, okay, so what went right, what went wrong? So generally, if it's the first time that I've ever had this meeting with people, everybody will say what went great. Because they're all about what went great. And I think that's, that's awesome. It's good to celebrate, right, in that moment. But if you're about to do it again, you need to sit down and you need to say, okay, what didn't we do well? What can we improve upon? And there's some people in that arena that will walk away from that meeting saying, man, he, he really killed the spirit when he critiqued what we just did like that. I mean, he had just killed the spirit. No, it didn't kill the spirit. In that moment, we're not announcing. Jonathan yelled on oh, we're not we're not doing that. Not that it's Jonathan. I'm just referring back to something that happened. Never mind, shouldn't have done that. Okay, so so it's not it's not that. It is it is look, we need to do this better so that we can get better. So you face the pain. You face the reality that yes, it was great, but it can be greater. It can be better and we work toward that. Here's something we can work on for the next time that we do this. Boom, 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 boom. And we go back to that particular thing and we make it better at that moment. Are you tracking? You have to have criticism and you have to have, yay, we're doing well because that's how the spirit works. You do not get better unless you approach the stuff that is painful. See, some of us try to avoid pain, but what we need to do is we need to plug into Jesus And we need to face the pain head on. And let me tell you something. Jesus experienced more pain in his life than you will ever experience. He carried a cross, not even all the way up Golgotha's Hill. He didn't have the power to do that. Someone else had to carry it the rest of the way. He was nailed to that cross. His blood was shed. He felt the pain but he met it it head on for you and for me. Three days later, he arose from the dead. See, this is what Jesus knows about, about pain. When you plug into him and you go at this bad circumstance with him empowering you, no matter how bad that circumstance is, there is a resurrection coming. There is life coming. There is a better day coming. And you face the pain head on. And you endure the pain head on. Have you ever seen an athlete that gets hurt in a game? No, don't, don't throw things at me when I say this next, this next statement. Just He's the closest to come up and pound me. I have noticed that sometimes when care When Carolina's losing a basketball game, there's a lot of people that get hurt all of a sudden. So you can get me afterwards. But I've noticed that. And it's not just Carolina, it's other people too. But have you ever seen that? People get hurt and their key players are out of the game. And then, well, we we lost because four of our key. Oh, come on. We lost because four of our key players. That's what you hear the feds say afterwards. I think it's cute. (laughs) I think it's cute that we say that. I say that to open this door. There are two different types of athletes that get hurt on the field. One gets hurt, and they're afraid to go back and play the game again because they don't want to experience that hurt that they've had. Maybe they pulled something, a hamstring. I don't know how that, but hamstring is pulled. And so I know how that happens. I'm not an idiot. But you, you have a hamstring. So they don't want that to happen to end. They had a bad break. They had this or that. And they never get back into the game. And they never really heal from that injury. They, they didn't have the drive to heal from that injury because something kept them from getting back. And it's, it's that concern. It's that avoidance of pain that they really needed to walk away from. And then there's the people that get hurt and they work and they work and they work and they get right back into the game. There are some of these players that when they're in a tournament, they might get hurt at one game and they will work and work and work to be strong enough to at least play a little bit in the next game so that they can contribute to the team's victory. And they work through the pain. They meet it head on and they work through it. I do not remember who this little girl was. But a couple of years ago, there was an Olympic athlete that was doing gymnastics that hurt her ankle. Yeah, you can say it. Yeah, anyway, she hurt her ankle and she worked through that pain and she got right back up and she got a gold. She faced the pain head on, She went for it because she realized that was a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for her to achieve. And if she allowed her pain to stop her, she would never have that opportunity again. How many times have we avoided pain and missed the opportunity that God wanted for us in this life? We were plugged into this, and it just sucked our strength out of it, and we, we got to, "I can't, I can't, I can't." And the reason you can't is because your escuo it untight was plugged into something else. When it should have been plugged into Jesus, the dunamis, the source of power of the universe, you could have faced that pain head-on and make it, and made it through it. See, we have this power source. To our disposal, I have the strength to do all things in Christ because He is my power source. I can endure it all, and I can do it with contentment. Here is the third thing. This is a this is a subject that we haven't talked about in twenty twenty. Fear. You haven't heard that this year, have you? You can laugh, maybe not. I just have to say that has to be funny because 930 Hour really laughed at that. Okay, so I would take it that, yeah, okay. Okay. Fear. I want to start this by saying if you can have fear, you can have faith. If you can have fear, you can have faith. You see, there's a mechanism inside of you that creates fear or it creates faith. And it's the same mechanism. And if you can fear something, you can also go inside yourself and figure out how to have faith. You can do either one. You've just made a choice. You see, the difference between fear and the difference between faith is this. Fear has a bad outlook on tomorrow. It gives you a negative vision of tomorrow. Faith gives you a positive vision of tomorrow. Fear says, woe is me, I'm not gonna make it through, I'm going to die, that's what it says. This is not gonna be good, there's not a good day coming. That is what fear does, it projects that future. Faith says this, Today may be hard, but there's a resurrection coming. Today may be difficult, but I can get through it because all my strength comes from Christ. It is faith that has a beautiful vision, a positive vision of the future, and fear does not have a positive vision of the future. Listen, the world has to get worse. You don't wanna hear this, but the world has to get worse before Jesus comes back. And it is going to get worse at some time. The problem I have is I don't want that to happen in my lifetime. I would love for Jesus to come back, but I don't want the worseness to come back. I don't want the days of Noah in America. I don't want that, right, like Scripture says. But that has to happen in order for something better to come. So we see our or maybe our nation, our culture just kind of... Just degrading and getting worse and worse and worse? Well, for the believer, we can either fear and project a bad future, or we can look at that in faith and say, hey, this is what Jesus told us would happen. It's going to get worse, and this just means every day that it gets worse-er <laughs> is one day closer to Jesus' return. That is faith. That is the difference. Fear projects a negativity and And faith projects positive. Fear says we will not get through this because we are too weak. I am too weak to get through this. Faith says I have all the power I need to get through this because Jesus Christ is the one that strengthens me. Now let's pause a moment. Because fear is not really all bad. Okay? Let me give you a couple examples. And if you know me, you know why this first example made it into the sermon. If you're driving down the road and a car swerves into your lane and comes at you head on, it's time for you to fear. That fear enables you to react and protect yourself. That's what that fear does, right? If you're in your house and it's on fire, it's probably the time that fear would be a benefit for you to have. Fear allows you to gain the tenacity to escape, to grab your children, to make sure everybody's safe. I mean, fear is a good thing in that particular situation. If a bear came out of the woods while I was walking in my neighborhood and stood right in front of me, I would not go up to it and hug it. Right? I would run. Now, I know that they tell you to play dead, but I am not going to test that theory. I'm not going to be the one to do that. If the people I'm with test it, great. I will look back on them and see if it actually worked or not. But I am getting my tail out of there. I'm running. If a pack of coyotes came out and I didn't have anything to take care of business, I would run to a place of safety because fear in that particular moment is a good thing. See, But fear that projects, oh, my goodness, what's going to happen? We're not going to survive, blah, 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 blah. I might, I might, I might, I might, I might, I might, I might. might. This might happen, this might happen, this might happen. We get so into this might happen that we projected a negative future and we're living by fear rather than faith. Faith says this, it doesn't matter what will happen. My God holds that in his hands, and he is giving me the strength to make it through whatever circumstance I'm gonna be in, and I'm going to be content in Jesus Christ and not my circumstances. See, so we are so plugged into circumstances that sometimes we, they, that's what drains us rather than being plugged into Jesus, which should be all sufficient and where we're really content. Fear is an abuser. I'm going, to give you, I'm going to give you an illustration that doesn't make me happy, and it's not all joyful, but I'm going to make this analogy for you. I have counseled many people, many people in marriages, more than one was enough, but more than I would even like to think of a number of, where a person in that marriage is being hit in the home. Now, I believe that marriage is forever. I believe that, you know, you come together, you make a covenant and all that kind of stuff, but this is what I also believe. If you're being abused in your home, it's time to leave. It's time to walk out on the abuser. It's time to get somewhere safe. And I don't know how that's gonna pan out for me with Jesus in the future, but I think he's gonna understand that this person could not go back and get hit time and time and time again. That person needs to leave and go somewhere else too. Safety. I believe that fear does the exact same thing. It hits your life and hits your life and hits your life time and time and time again because fear is trying to shrink your world not expand it. It's trying to make your world a disaster, not help it. It is not leading you to life. It's leading you to seclusion. It's leading you to depression. It's leading you to to worry. It's leading you to mental issues. It's leading you away. It's abusing you. It's abusing you. It's abusing you. And if you're a Christian that is just infatuated with fear of what might be, today is the day that you need to walk out on fear and into faith in Christ you need to leave the suction of your life that fear is doing and taking from you and you need to step into faith and the life that you have in the Lord Jesus Christ so that you can stand and make it through your particular circumstance. It is time for you to look at the future with faith to say, I'm gonna be content and I have all the power I need to handle anything the world slaps my way or brings my way and I can get through those things through Christ. What you got to do. You leave it behind. If you're plugged into fear, it is just draining the life out of you. But, Philip, I I don't have the strength to walk out on my fear. I I just don't. I've I've tried to have faith. I just just can't do it. I I take a couple of steps and then I'm just right back into fear. I just can't do it. You can do it. You can do it. You just need to plug into Christ. As many of you know, I've been working on my core. I look in the mirror. I'm the exact same shape I was 120 days ago. But I've been working on my core. And my little, if you don't know, I have this game my core thing. And and I've been doing it um, faithfully. Every, every night, except for Sunday, because you rest on Sunday. That's at least my excuse, okay? My excuse for night. So I've been gaming my core, and, um, you know, it's, it's a plank, and you do all this kind of stuff. And, and um, it's, it's been going really well. I'm up to eight minutes. Eight minutes, which I didn't think was a big deal, but people that really exercise think that that's a great deal. So I'm proud of myself in a humble way. Okay? So so I've, I've done this core. Well, since I've been doing this, <clears throat> well, this isn't really true. This is even before this. I have noticed that people that actually work out and what they look like. Have you ever looked at these people that work out? I mean, I'm not, I mean, just kind of just to observe what they're doing. A lot of them, a lot of them um, have these muscles. They're huge. They're just huge muscles here and here and here and, and here, right? But when they walk past you, they have no back. Have you ever seen this? It's, it's a phenomenon. They have no back. It made me wonder if there's a bat machine. Is there a bat machine in a gym? I don't know. It probably, probably there would be a bat machine because you have to work it out somewhere. But they're all like this. So what I'm thinking is, is they're doing it all just for looks. They want to look a certain way. And, and they're, maybe they're not working their core because you can't see your core getting stronger, but you can see these muscles getting stronger. I also think that the mirror in your house only shows from here up. And that is why some of these people that have these muscles have chicken legs. <laughs> they, they've never looked at their legs in their entire life. They haven't looked at their back. They haven't looked at their... And, and they're, I don't even know how they stand up because I would be going like, you know, this back in... And Ford, what made me start thinking about this was there was, I was helping some people move, taking the little boxes, and um, I was helping some people move one time and there was this guy that was just ripped, right? Well, he picked something up and he hurt, he hurt his back and like inside and he was sore, like within 20 minutes this guy was sore and I started thinking, well, why is he sore? Well, the reason he's sore is he hasn't worked on his core. Like, you you have to have a core strength in order to sustain all of that. And you definitely need to do something about the back and your legs, right? Just do the whole program. But definitely your core is what keeps you in shape. Now, on Tuesday evening, and I just want to brag on him, he's, he's here today in the glasses beside his mom. Um, Tuesday evening, we came here to put the pallets back from... Voting, We had voting in the fellowship hall, and we had to reset set the stuff back up for fuel. Um, Seth Purnell had this great idea a couple of years ago to get um, oak pallets, which are very light to move, right? And so we got these oak pallets, and, and not only is one of them very heavy to move, but we have actually... Put six of them together with hinges, okay are you picturing this so it's it's some weight. Quinn came here on a Tuesday evening he got in the trailer and he went hm, and walked in with i don't know where this kid came from I mean he he picked it up and he moved it in I'm not making fun of him I was incredibly impressed that he did it. I mean, he got the strength, he did it, he moved it in. It was absolutely a moment that, you know, that's that's my boy, <laughs> right? And that's about as low as I can get, but that's, that's my boy, right? But he he picked it up. So after it was all over, and I, I helped with the process as, as well, but um, we got in the car and, and we're driving home, and Quinn says, Dad, I, I can tell that you've, You've been work. You've been working your, on your core because you're not complaining tonight uh, with any like pain or or injury or stuff. I mean, I could really tell, and you really you really pick that stuff up like I've never seen you pick it up up before. So in my mind, I'm thinking what kind of a wimp did he think I was? You know, what, what is going on here, you know? But it, it was true. I got in the car and the very next day, I didn't feel anything, like no pain, no nothing. And it's because I've been working on my core. I did not feel the pain. I was able to do that. And then the very next day, live another day without the pain because my core is stronger. See, there are a lot of Christians that look good on the outside but they have chicken legs and no backbone. They look good, and they know enough to make themselves look good in front of people, but they don't know anything about the Word of God, and they're not really close to Jesus. They just look like they are, and they're not plugging into him. They're not getting their spiritual core ready for the world, and they, they look good, and so they're, they're constantly fighting the topple over, you know? They're constantly looking in a mirror and not seeing their whole self. They're constantly looking in the mirror on the outside, but not reflecting on what's on the inside. And we all need a spiritual core. We all need to plug into the power of Jesus and get to know him better. You see, when a circumstance comes up, your relationship with Jesus shows at that moment. It will show as either strong or weak, medium, or strong, whatever it is, it will show your reaction to your circumstance shows how close you are to the father and how plugged in you are to his power. And you are either getting these circumstances in your life going, we can do this because Jesus is with me. I feel bad about it, but I know I can get through this. Or you're like, oh my goodness, i am never, this should have never happened and you're backing up because your source is something else. Your reaction shows your relationship. Your reaction shows how strong that core really is. I don't know if you know this or not, but for me, things in life doesn't always work out the way I want it to. But here's something that has always worked out. Christ's power being present in my life when something didn't work out the way I wanted it to. And it's that contentment that gets me through. I don't care what circumstances come my way. I'm not going to be plugged into them. I'm going to be plugged into the true power source. And that is Jesus Christ. This verse says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. If you've been in church at revivals any time in your life in the past, you've probably heard this particular thing. I don't know where it came from. I can't tell you where it started. Nothing like that. But what I want you to do is I want you to insert your name into that verse. For instance, Philip can do all things through Christ who strengthens him. I want you to say that out loud with your name. Go ahead. All right. I'm going to tell you this. That was better than the first service. Y'all actually sounded like you believed it the first time. They had a little issue. I told them that earlier in the service. Let's say that one more time. Say that one more time. Say your name. You know what I, I find to be very helpful in a bad circumstance? Because I don't really need it in the good is when I wake up and something's hitting me, not only do I say grace and peace in my mind to get my attitude right, but I say, you know, Philip can endure this, can get through this because of Christ who's strengthening me. God will always send stuff your way that is too big for you to handle alone so that you will be at a, point where you have to decide are you going to go it alone and fail or are you going to tap into him and get through it with strength. Always plug in to the savior. Don't plug in to anything else. Amen. Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day that you've given us. We thank you for this scripture. we know that regardless of the circumstances that are in our life, that you have given us the power to get through them. We know we can get through them. But I think I can speak for everybody in this room. There is nothing bad that we have ever gone through that matches what you did for us on Golgotha. And you had the power to meet that pain head on and you worked through that pain for a better day. And it wasn't a better day for you. It was so that we would have better days. So I pray by the power of your Holy Spirit, there's someone in this room that's having trouble trusting you, having trouble walking away from their fear, having trouble walking away from avoiding pain, having trouble just because they're plugged into their circumstance, I pray that you will empower them in this moment to leave that behind and plug into you and trust you. Knowing that you have all the power they need at their disposal. I know the next five minutes might not feel good, but that doesn't mean we don't have the power to get through that five minutes. Help us to understand that Help us to be content. Show us what we need to do to be plugged into you. Oh, it's so important. So important. The people here today, Farmington Baptist Church, can do all things, can endure all circumstances, regardless of what they are, because you strengthen us and enable us to do that. And we are thankful. We are thankful. So move with your spirit. Help us to be who we're supposed to be for you. And we ask all these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand and sing. The altar is open at this time. I'm here to pray for